When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today on the show, welcome. Come on in, grab a chair, and get out of the rain. What would you like to drink? Let's get some discussion brewing. Welcome to Lore Party, the podcast that explores the stories, characters, and universes of some of our favorite video games. I'm Caleb. And I'm Bavia. And I'm Michael. And today we are talking about what is one of all three of our favorite video games for a myriad different reasons and different reasons for each of us, as it turns out. Um, And then, Michael, you've actually discussed this game on your show in the past. Yes, uh, recently on Minigame, I released an episode called The Comforts of Gaming in Quarantine, uh, where I talked about a a myriad of games that I played whilst uh, being stuck inside and uh, how some of them brought some uh, comfort to me. And Coffee Talk was was one of the big ones. So glad to be on uh, (laughs) back on the main lore party uh, show and uh, so I can uh, share this game with you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, If you haven't checked out the minigame episode, we do recommend watching that first. But as we dive into this, there's something very distinctly human about Coffee Talk, whether it be the conflicts that it poses or just the struggles that a lot of these characters are dealing with, whether it be sort of this father-daughter confrontation about about a wonderful musician's growing career or even something as sinister as someone not being able to control themselves because they're a werewolf and they're unable to, um, well, they don't exactly know how to remedy themselves when the full moon is out. But I wanted to ask what, what about this game, you know, whether it be it's a limited scope or whether it be it's dealing with fantastical elements, what about it really stuck out to you guys? Because I have so many moments I want to bring to the table, but if I were at the podium, I'd be talking for an hour. For me, what really drew me to this game was that it is a, you know, it is a fantasy setting. It is you playing as a barista in a alternate version of Seattle in which, you know, there are vampires, elves, demon ladies, cat people, the whole nine yards. And this could have been a really crazy, insane world, but everything feels very familiar. Uh, for that setting, you know, everyone, I, I, pretty much everyone has had the experience of going either either to a bar, a coffee shop, something similar, something warm and comforting, mm-hmm. and just having that opportunity to have a discussion with you know a stranger, whether it be a bartender, barista, you can have that little discussion share a little bit of your life with them and you know it it just really makes you feel better and there are plenty of fantasy stories that deal with a lot of topics that are brought up in the game that talk about them on a much broader scale and the fact that coffee talk deliberately makes that a very small scale and a familiar experience 
in a lot of ways makes those conflicts feel very more personal and you can relate to them a lot easier rather than this big grandiose fantasy setting that most fantasy stories have. And what are some of these conflicts that are brought up? I think for me, one of the uh, like the, the way that just kind of the small interactions of it get brought up is even the way that these small human elements and these small conversational elements are brought into the universe through the normal and the mundane aspects of existence and how much they kind of are forced to cover up the aspects that we would think of as fantastical. So one of the subplots is an elf is considering giving up his immortality for the sake of being with a succubus who he's in love with, which any other story, any other universe would make a big dramatic thematic point about the, you know, the value of life and mortality and such. But this game turns that into a discussion about health insurance and arguably the most important conversation of that story arc is when the elf is told that if he gives up his immortality, he's going to have to find a way to find health insurance. Yeah. I, th I think for me, what really, what really struck out to me about that uh, subplot in the game was that it's basically just the Arwen and Aragorn love story subplot in the old the lord of the rings movies and instead of the way that those movies treat it which is like this big overly dramatic oh will they get together or will they not it's like all right we can get together but god damn i have to pay for health care now this sucks and it's like i don't know about you but i have never had this big grandiose uh declaration of love to someone but i had had discussions of like all right well okay who's going to be on whose insurance and uh who's going to pay for what and like a lot of these are really like sort of like stupidly mundane conversations that you don't really you have to have in real life that aren't always represented in media and in some ways like having these really stupid benign conversations it, it feels more real than uh and it feels more relatable than you know seeing these big characters on screen debating how much they love each other and it's like yeah who cares about that there's more important stuff to do and the comparisons don't stop there we see examples of vampires being used for anti-aging cream advertisements but they also naturally don't age and how that reflects on the advertising industry as a whole we talk about werewolves rushing to hospitals when they find out that there is a legal way to calm them down from their quote-unquote fury when they transform every full moon only to find out that it isn't out yet and how that parallels well the opioid epidemic here in the united states and even you know the elves and the demon ladies and how their respective families can't accept the other person's partner and how that mimics really race relations and how these are actual problems that touch on a variety of different prejudices. It just makes Coffee Talk this incredible safe space for people to really reflect on themselves and their own problems and think, you know what? Yeah, I've had that moment too. And I wish that I had someone to talk about it as well. And I think that's that's really what a big part of where this human element comes down to. I don't know for sure if this is true or not. This is just something that I read somewhere online. My understanding is that a lot of the dialogue in the game was actually 
written through roleplay, that they actually uh, did RP at a table to write a lot of the dialogue. Oh, wow. That's really interesting, actually. That kind of <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. It has a, a, a timbre of two characters, like, playing Dungeons & Dragons in character, just talking to each other and having that really natural flow of conversation rather than it feeling like, you know, dialogue written on a page. Well, looks like there's another customer. We'll be right back. Hey, everyone. I'm Abu. And I'm Leo. And we're here to tell you about Gamjabar, our brand new podcast all about Dune. Gamjabar is your guide to Frank Herbert's massive sci-fi universe. We'll be exploring the, the themes, philosophies, and characters found in everything from Frank's iconic novels to the adaptations on film and TV. And here's the thing. We do spoiler-filled deep dives as well as introductory non-spoiler episodes. So there's something for everyone. You know, look, Dune is complicated. There are crazy words like like Mintats, like Tleilaxu, and of course, Gom Jabbar. Our goal is to help you understand these words and many more that we can't pronounce. <laughs> it's a theme. Uh, so find Gom Jabbar on your favorite podcast platform. We can't wait to share our love of the Dune universe, and we'll see you on the Golden Bath. The setting isn't the only thing that's fantastical about Coffee Talk, nor is it the characters you meet. It's also the person, or lack thereof, maybe, I don't really know, that you play as, and diving into what makes them tick. I wanted both of your impressions on who you think the character is and how important they really are to this story. I think to me, and we are going to get into very heavy spoiler territory here, so mm -hmm. if you haven't played the game yet or if you haven't completed the game yet, I actually do recommend you pause here because this is actually a really amazing uh, moment in the game. Mm -hmm. There's a plot twist at the end of the game where you find out that the barista is actually a superhero. When you play the game, there's a moment where... um. A character who's an alien, Neil, specifically mentions that he's come to Earth for a mission, and an aspect of that mission is... To get laid. Hee-hee. <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> I mean, I mean that, that, that's accurate. That is, that is in the text. <laughs> the goal of it, though, is so that he can produce a child that can become a superhero that can defend the planet. It's framed in a lot of ways like this wants to be a Superman origin story or this thinks of itself as a Superman origin story. The idea of Neil's child, as it were, is going to become a defender against threats from the stars or maybe protect humanity from themselves. Some aspect of crime fighting, villain fighting, earth defending. But that's not exactly what happens, is it? And like and exactly, but it's not what happens. The end result is that the plot twist is that the barista themselves is actually a time traveler and they actually mention that the whole time they've been this child of Neil as it were. They were the superhero and the way that they've been helping humanity this entire time has been on an interpersonal level by having them feel seen and heard. I think that's where a lot of it comes into is that it takes this fantastic element and adds a almost mundane element to it of 
being a superhero is making people feel seen and heard. No, that's actually a great point. And it also goes to drive home the fact that just the small act of listening and being just a comforting friend and oftentimes just not judging people for the things that they're going through are acts of heroism in their own end. And the revelation that the barista that you're playing is a superhero sort of turns that image on its head and forces us to rethink what it really means when we call someone a hero and what actions actually affect people's lives and what exactly heroism means. I did want to pose sort of this contrarian question, though, and that is, ultimately, is the hero, the player character that you're playing as, in fact, selfish and unheroic because the main, their main goal is they just want to be able to exist and they want things to go right so that they're able to survive and so that they're able to exist. To whose end are they really playing toward? See, that, that, that's an interesting point because when I first played through the game, this revelation that comes up is during a secret ending. So when you play the game the first time through... Uh, you have a conversation with Neil and then a message pops up that teases you that there's something else going on, something you may have missed. Uh, and I actually didn't bother playing it because I already felt like I got the experience because to me, the barista character did not really need a reason to be nice, you know, and to have this level of empathy for the people he comes across. He's just there because, you know, that's what, that's what is a lot of ways he's a customer service person that's what people do you know they take people's uh you know take people they take their problems and they try to help them in the best way they can what for what reason if it is selfish or not selfish (laughs) if it is more for a selfless reason uh that really didn't make any difference to me because it doesn't really matter why you do the things you do why you have these conversations with these people you're just there because they need it regardless of your intentions for that and i also wanted to sort of piggyback off that and ask you caleb you know we listen about neil's mission about wanting to create as many of these superheroes as possible is it possible that this isn't the only player character whatever is it possible this isn't the only neil's son or neil's daughter running around that this is only one of many coffee shops and what does that mean what do you think what do you think earth looks like in that universe hey that's fully possible that's actually an angle i hadn't considered but that's actually a really interesting theory i i think to piggyback off of michael's point though is that a big emphasis of this story is that While it kind of frames questions in a way that that's interesting to think about, that's never what the story was even about. And I think even then, part of the reason why I don't necessarily believe the interpretation of the barista is just trying to make sure that they exist and are therefore selfish is the fact that the story is so complete and the story isn't contradictory without that secret ending it they do act in a selfless way in a way that always makes sense and aligns with and acts in a way that aligns with who they are i think what may be a more interesting angle to look at things from and this is going to circle back i promise maybe a question of 
if they've really been time traveling and exploring different realities, how many different realities did they face where they did try more traditional superhero antics, where they, you know, played Superman a few times, tried fighting crime, tried tried defending people from conflict and mm-hmm. so on and so forth, and found that what they were doing wasn't as effective as listening to people. You know, I think there is this big question of futility. In The Secret Ending, your father, Neil, actually asks you, you know, wh- why are you doing all this? For what purpose is uh, maintaining this coffee shop, running this cafe, talking to people? And you realize that the choices that the player character, I mean, not not you per se, but the person you're playing as makes is just that they want to do things right. And they want to exist and they want to be able to be here for these people. And that's probably the only time in the entire game where the player character actually has a voice or opinion or drive of his own that's been made aware. Everything other than that is very, very cryptic. Like, how old are you? Old enough to run a coffee shop, I guess. And that's it. You know, we're we're deliberately left shrouded in mystery to infer our own conclusions of who we are and what matters to us. I think that's a an interesting point because unlike a lot of other indie games that we both talked about on you know regular the regular lore party show as well as that I mentioned on minigame where you have actual like dialogue trees there are big you know uh, big choices with a capital C to make in the game in coffee talk you don't it's more of a visual novel rather than a, a typical you know, dialogue-driven adventure game. But you do have the option whenever anyone comes up to you and asks, you know, I want a, you know, a a spicy tea. And, you know, you can, you know, go ahead and, you know, make that for them. Or you can just choose to ignore it and just make whatever and serve it up to them. And that does affect what it, you know, how they treat you later on in the game and how receptive they are to what you say. So you do have to have that uh, empathetic ear in order to effectively help these people, uh, you know, there is a moment in which uh, Gallo, the werewolf, you know, he mentions that he's been trying to uh, do some experiments with, you know, different types of drinks in order to calm down the werewolf side of him. And you have to make sure that you're paying attention to those hints that he's given you, because right around the middle of the game, he comes barging into your coffee shop, you know, fur out, <laughs> for lack of a better term, you know, raging, ready to fight. And he sits down and you can make a drink. And if you make mm-hmm. the right drink, he calms down. He's back in a good state. If, if he's not, it doesn't go as well. And I think kind of piggybacking off of that, too, because it's not just with that specific interaction. I actually worked as a barista um, at a couple different places for about five years. And I actually can speak to one of the aspects of that game that just feels really interesting is that as much as so much of what you do really does feel mundane because you're looking at everyone that you talk to, you only see their lives through such a small window I think there does become a point when you realize, and there was absolutely a point for me when I worked for Starbucks, that I realized as small as my window into other people's lives was, it was ridiculously profound. The sheer extent to which the five minutes of conversation that some people um, had been having with me a day, like as I got to know them even better, 
realizing just how much of the rest of their lives had been improved um, with me and coworkers just as much. So having that small interaction and I think realizing that and leaning into that um, was absolutely a uh, had a profound effect on the way that I dealt with relationships, even outside of that job. You know, not not to like imply that I'm a superhero. I'm just gonna, you know, we we are we already know. We already know. Let you all draw your own conclusions. <laughs> <laughs> well, that about wraps it up. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please take a second to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us grow the show. And be sure to connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at lore underscore party. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.